Hiya Katie, how you doing? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. It's been a while getting this one together, isn't it? We've been chatting. I'm, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've been manic. One minute you're open, the next minute you're not opening. It's been absolutely crazy for you guys. So um, we'll get to that bit though in a, in a little bit. So do you want to just um, start as far back? So we've had some people literally starting from really early childhood. So I'm talking about leaving uni. So just start your story wherever you think it's relevant, actually. Oh, God, I've got a long story, though. We'll be here all night. <laughs> That's what people like, though. Um, I'll do a brief one. So You can't do a brief a lot. It'll be a 10-minute episode. <laughs> um, I'll, my story, everyone kind of follows my story in the industry because I started so young. So way back when I was 13, I dropped out of school due to bullying. Okay. Um, so I left school with no qualifications whatsoever. Um, and I went into college, but I dropped out of college because I just hated studying. I hated being around people then because I was still a little bit nervous, I guess, because of what happened in school. And then I went on to modeling. So modeling really like built my confidence back up. So how old it, were you then? I was still 13, like 13, 14 years old. Oh, right. So literally you were going to go into college at 13 and just... Yeah, so because, I, because I, uh, my parents pulled me out because the bullying was that bad, I had yeah. the option to go back to school later on or to start college early. So I decided to start college early. So when I started college, I must have been about 14. Oh, so... Wow. Yeah. With, so With the bullying side, did... Was it just like normal... Was it just really targeted at you and... Other, other kids are joining in or I don't mean I think cry, I'm just genuine like what makes people I'm pretty fascinating yeah I mean now I'm older I know it just comes down to jealousy but back then I just didn't know but it was all the older girls there's no one my no one my age right, okay. ones. but I always hung around with older people because I've always been older than my times really yeah okay. so I was like the popular person in school and then all of a sudden it just it just changed overnight yeah okay. um so yeah it, it, it wasn't good but and it affects you later on in life as well like it's affected me a lot and um even to the point where I've, I've had counseling and different types of therapies and stuff and I'm over it now but it did take a lot a long time yeah when um, you start having um therapy and things like that then I'm I'm a big fan of counseling and coaching and therapy like my so I've talked a bit about my background on a couple of podcasts. I haven't gone into too much personal stuff like you. And I think I'm quite open and vulnerable, but I haven't gone into like things like you've just touched on. So that's pretty brave in itself. But how old were you then? And like, was it, did you want to do it off your own back or were people encouraging you to do the counselling? Um, so my mum is a counsellor. So she, thank God for her, because I honestly think if she wasn't in my life, when I was getting bullied, then I would have, I would have ended my life because I tried several times to do that. Mm. So she was basically like my, my therapist the whole way through school. And then when I left school, I remember going to a counsellor and it was awful. Um, and I never touched it again until later on in life. So I'd say over the last two years is when I've been really like all about self-development and searching. And I would do I've had several counsellors which I loved and now I'm into therapy so as in like life coaches and yeah. business coaches and you that brings out all of your past as well yeah. so I'm a big believer in all of that I love yeah. it no likewise I've been on a similar journey from that side of stuff so then mm. with the, what, what happened with the modeling piece so um, that's what you started doing and yeah so I was I was modeling from 13 until I opened my business so I was modelling 13 till 19 years old, so a long time. I was, I was in the game for a while. And I'd be travelling up and down the country every day. Sometimes I was abroad. I absolutely loved it. What sort of modelling um, was it? Um, so it was a lot of swimwear, because I used to go abroad and do swimwear modelling. Yeah. Um, definitely not anymore. I've had a little baby. Um, then I used to do a lot of fashion and commercial modelling. That, that was my main thing. Oh, okay. How did you get into that? the typical cliche of being spotted on Oxford Street, that's actually what happened. Oh, really? Yeah. You're walking, talking cliche. Oh, amazing. But you followed up on it and that was, and that kind of helped then because of the bullying and leaving school. And that, 
did that help build you up with confidence or was it definitely helped me build up with confidence like no joke the bullying was that bad i would refuse to leave my house i'd become a recluse at one point really? so physically doing modeling i would be to get the jobs i'd be always networking online and i'd do all this not there wasn't so much social media then but it was a lot of emails and websites you would be able to talk on back then yeah. um so i built up a reputation and um communicated with so many people on the internet that then i would go if i knew i was going out of my town i'd leave the house so then i would be in london or manchester or birmingham or whatever city i would be in and that built my confidence loads so i didn't even talk to anyone in my town anymore so th that built my confidence and then that's what gave me the stepping stone to then open up my my company was obviously what i have today because i always i work actually let me go backwards i had so many contacts in the industry because obviously i've been doing it for a long time i had agents calling me all the time saying oh have you got a model that looks like this or do you know a model that looks like that because obviously all my friends were like models yes. so i was always getting people work so then i thought i need to do this myself so i opened up my own model agency at 18. Oh, really? yeah and that's oh, how i initially got into business by opening up my own model agency which i absolutely loved so i had girls here there and everywhere doing jobs it was it was brilliant how did so who was helping like where did you know where to begin with setting up your own company and doing all that at 18. i honestly don't know i just it's, it's just like i knew what to do and when it comes to networking and promoting the business it just it just come very naturally to me i didn't do any studying i remember going on to some business course but it was really nothing like big um but that i just i just learned myself because i thought i have i have nothing i have no qualifications i can't do anything that requires you know really good gcses or or university grades so i'm either going to be a shop worker which is nothing wrong with that but it's not what i wanted to do or i'm going to have to make it and do it myself and with that mindset, do you think a lot of that was down to being bullied and you're like, right, I'm just going to prove to everyone else, prove to myself, or you were just driven anyway? I think I'm quite a driven person, but it definitely sets back to the bullies. Like when everyone always says in business, you need to know what your why is. And when I've worked out what that is, it always comes back down to my past. And it's trying to prove myself all the time to other people, which sometimes isn't a good thing because I shouldn't have to prove myself. Um, but it's definitely been my driving force. Yeah, no, I, I can empathise with that as well. That's why I was really excited about speaking to you because we touched on it a, when we a few weeks. It was just into the um, pandemic, wasn't it, when we started? Yeah. And your story really resonated with me. How long were you then? Um, I could talk to you for hours. How how long could, were you then doing the modelling agency bit? So I'd done the model agency for a year. So what the deal was there is I was working from home in my parents' office okay. and I really, really wanted to be able to uh, meet my models before I took them on. I wanted to do the measurements because that's what you do when you go into your agent. You like They measure you, check all your weight and all of that stuff and then being able to do the photographic side of things, so all of their portfolio work. So I needed a base. So then that's how KG Salon, which is what my main company is, um, I, I, launched, I launched that because what I'd done is I found a premises. I thought I'm going to have half of it as the model agency and photographic studio, and I'm going to have the other half as like a tan in the nail shop. Right. Okay. So it could then pay the rent and the overheads. Yeah. Um, so I'd done that. I had my little dream where all the models used to come there, have photo shoots, etc. Yeah. And then locally, people would come and be like, oh, do you do this treatment? Do you do that treatment? And I'm like, no, no, turning away all of this business. That it got so much that I was like, I'm missing a trick here. I need to turn all of this place into beauty rooms. So I shut down the agency and turned it into a full-blown salon. And how long was that after it started? Six months. Oh, really? That rapid then? So you created the, the salon piece there and then just local people constantly came and then really quickly you i like that because a lot of people just persevere at something because they think they should persevere at it don't they but you just yeah and i do feel that at, i remember at the time talking to my mum about it and feel like if i don't do that model agency anymore i feel like a failure because i felt like i was closing down something but actually like obviously looking at it now with 
when I've had so much experience in business, it wasn't failure at all. It was just an, a stepping stone to go on to bigger things. And that's what a lot of businesses do. You open businesses to then go on to bigger and better things and doors close, but doors also open. So it, it definitely was the best thing I ever done. And if I was stubborn and didn't do that, I wouldn't be where I am today, I don't think. Yeah, it's much more of an evolution. I hate when I see people just constantly battling, trying to do the same thing because they feel exactly what you just said, that they can't give up. I've got to keep going. Even when there's other opportunities presenting, you're like, oh, no. It's like when you, you know, when you're reading a book and you're thinking, I'm hating this book. But I've, got to, I've got to finish it because I started. Where if you've got a load of other books that you're actually really interested in reading, stop <laughs> yeah. it. Start a new one. And where, where that base is, is that where you grew up? No, so it's kind of where I grew up. I grew up in Luton originally. Right. So, and my my salon's in Barton the Clay. So it's a village in between Luton and Bedford. Okay. So I I also remember when I took on this premises, I was like, I don't even know where I am. Like there was like all these villages that people talk about, and I'm like, I've got no idea what you're talking about. So even though it's only 15 minutes up the road, yeah. Obviously, I was only 19 at the time, so I was really young. I didn't, I had never even heard of all these villages. So I had to really do my research to know where all these places were, what people I was targeting and what areas. Um, so it was a completely different ball game to what I was used to. And, so, and people from the school, the bullies, are they around where you are now? Or that's, you just never see those type of people or, or do they now come in your salon? Oh, some have come in the salon. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, and I've spoken to near enough every one of them since. Yeah. Um, a lot of apologised. Uh, one kept contacting me about coming on training courses or coming onto the, into the salon and stuff. And I kept on just ignoring it. Yeah. And she done it so much. I remember I confronted her. And she's like, I had no idea it was that bad. And she apologised. Like, she was really nice about it. I mean, we were kids. Do you know what I mean? It's, everyone's grown up now. But, yeah, it's just really weird, isn't it? Everyone's always got that inner kid, though, haven't they? That, that they can't yeah. get rid of, I suppose. And did that help with the closure then and help you move on when everyone apologised? I think so. I mean, at the end of the day, without being big-headed, I've made myself of something after what they've done. Yeah. And a lot of those aren't really doing much in life. So it just proves it, don't it? And I quite like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I would if I were you. I think it'd be amazing looking back on that. And then, so you did that after six months, you canned the modelling bit. And then... Mm -hmm. ha then what's gone on since because like um so since then i oh, so, so it's, uh, i'm terrible at interrupting and um but i'm really there wasn't how long ago was that i don't so know we're, what talking, age, like, trying to work it we're talking 11 years ago now right okay so like instagram and stuff wasn't kicking around then no. and really good on instagram so so how did you got the word of mouth locally is that all you relied on yeah, word of mouth, locally. back then it was newspaper marketing, village yeah. magazines, that's all there was. Facebook was there then, yeah. um, but not really your own Facebook pages, it was more like just personal pages, but it was very, very minimal on social media, so it just was word of mouth. And I think that's why then as well, back then it was slow, so people were asking for treatments, and we had treatments coming in, but nowhere near to what it is today. And I remember there were so many times where I just thought, what is the point of this? I'm slaving away, I'm here, every single hour God sends, and we're not making any money. I nearly went bankrupt a couple of times, it was that hard. But I just thought, I can't chuck the towel in, because then what am I gonna do? So I just kept going and going and going. And then obviously, being consistent is key. So eventually I then took on a team well I took on a team member quite quickly because I couldn't do be all the beauty treatments and um, so I took on a team member then which is still with me now. So was that and part of the struggle that um, you nearly went bank you always had the people available but you couldn't get through enough treatments to actually make enough profit or at that point there wasn't, yeah, enough, people. There wasn't enough people then sometimes we could go and be like we, we, sometimes I wouldn't see someone for a whole day and I'd be in a shop on my own. Oh really? So, yeah. so when you say about being consistent and persistent, that was with the ads and... Art. Yeah, and just always being there, the front of yeah. people's minds all the time. And back then as well, I'm thinking like 11 years ago, there's always been hairdressers on every corner, but there hasn't really been beauty shops on every corner. Yeah. You used to be able to get beauty treatments within the hairdressers, or there might be the odd salon, but it really wasn't a known thing. Whereas now there's salons all everywhere. 
but it was very it was very quite new back then the industry to how big it is today did you um, think it helps having more people out there now doing it because if you're really good at it you stand out and then you get everyone else yeah definitely it's and it's, it's just not it's not because when you've been around for so so long now and people know you're not going anywhere it's not really competition when people open up because yeah. people people are loyal first of all to stay with who they trust and people just want to know what they're getting for their money and they know what they're going to get with us yeah it would be a massive gamble wouldn't it if you went to someone else and then it yeah. all up and you've got to do the same thing all over again and they do it's not a problem when i have clients, when clients go walkabouts i'm like they'll be back don't worry and they always do <laughs> oh, that's cool when you've got that self-confidence as well with the service you're providing so then you took on that person that's still with you today how was that a friend or how did you were you advertising no, I advertised again back then, advertised for a newspaper, held interviews, um, and she's she's still with me to this day. She's my manager now. Oh, cool. So, is, it, yeah. is it just you two, or there's more people? No, we've had up to a team of 10 people in the salon. Okay, and um, is it just the one salon? The one salon. We did expand. This time last year, we had four salons. I've sold them on now. Oh, okay. Um, so I've started up salons and then sold them and then come back just to my one and then I might get itchy feet and open up another one. <laughs> oh, right, okay, yeah. um, but we've got our own um, training academy and product range and that's where my heart sits at the moment so that's kind of the business that we're concentrating more on. The salon runs itself, I'm not really there anymore, I pop in and out to see the girls, I was there today for an hour for example yeah. um, but the training academy and product range is like I say it's the newest company that's been going for about eight years but that's what's the, what's the salon called KG salon it is KG salon and then what's the academy KG, KG professional what is it KG professional oh cool and what's the product range so it's for eyelash professionals so anyone that's okay. trained in eyelash extensions they buy from us okay and then so what stage how long ago did you start doing these two things in addition? uh 2012 well, both of them simultaneously. Yeah, so they're there as one. Okay, and then what prompted it? So you just having itchy feet. You thought, you thought I know, I'll start an academy. Um, I've got enough on. Now it's kicking. What, what prompted me in that is a lot of people just wanted to know if I trained them. So. Okay. I just thought, well, I'll open academy with this then. And then with the academy, you need kits to be able to give students. So I was, I was sourcing kits from other companies. And then I thought, well, I might as well have my own kits for my own students. So when I launched my product range, it was meant to be only purely for my students. Yeah. I didn't ever think we would be selling online or worldwide or anything like that. And it just grew because obviously students were then telling their friends or their other industry friends. Yeah. And then we were training more and more students. So it, that really just grew itself organically. And what, what treatments is it you do in your salon? In the salon, all beauty treatments from nails, lashes, massaging, facials, tanning. And that's what you do in your academy? The academy, we do mainly eyelashes, but we also do nails as well. Oh, okay, so why did why don't you do everything else? Just because it's more, you just want to have a niche. Well, I want to have a niche, and I want to do what I love. Yeah. Okay. So, for example, we offer facials and massaging in salon, but you wouldn't catch me wanting to do them. Like it's just not my thing. Right. Okay. And I think as an owner, you have you always promote what you love the most. So I'm always promoting lashes and nails and tanning, and because yeah. that's what I love. So I think everyone like, loves doing what they love doing, don't they? And that's what they bring yeah. towards. So when you said um, everyone was saying you should do an academy, is that people seeing you on social media? Or is that people coming into the salon again? Or is it... Um, back then, I think it was a little bit of both. But I'd say we're quite big on Instagram, but that's only been like the last few years. Right, okay. That's when it's really blown up for businesses, I guess, isn't it? And yeah. why did you start going... Because for a local business, I'd be th did you initially just start... The Instagram for your local business, or did you start your Instagram for the academy? For the salon to begin with. Yeah. And then we basically grew that Instagram account. So then it was the salon and added the training in there. But then because they're different audiences, obviously the salon is clients, and then our, our academy is for people that want to be 
become in the industry it was different audiences so we needed to split it in half so we've got a, an instagram account for each one now oh, which okay. works a lot better because the content we put out for training isn't the right content that our client wants to see yeah and do you do you pay someone to manage those or you manage those i do it and it's a nightmare <laughs> Have it is thought, a full-time okay. job. Yeah, I bet. I used to uh, be obsessed with um, Instagram. I flipped it around now. I'm a bit more into LinkedIn, but um, I'm an Instagram junkie. And then I just try different things all the time. Then I find myself taking up so much time. And I don't scroll. It's just constantly doing posts and writing stuff. And I was like, oh, I can't keep doing this. This is crazy. Yeah, like, I, no will never, really I never scroll. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never scroll unless I'm physically being active on there so I don't get into that bad habit but I feel like I'm constantly on there because I'm replying to people and I will never I will hate it if someone's commented on something and I haven't replied I just think it's rude even when you do get super busy with it so I try and reply to every single person and then obviously going through your dm messages when it's just it's just crazy and then you think you're done for the night and then you get more and then you've got to realise you've got another two accounts and you're just like, oh my oh, God. <laughs> you have notifications on? Or you turn, I turn them off. And then it's just, if you happen to look in there, then you can respond to them, but they don't. It was about, it was about a year ago. I had really bad anxiety and I figured out, I pinpointed it, that it was to do with my phone. Right, okay. Like, because my phone would, I know, I, I remember I downloaded this app to see how many times my phone went off in the day. And it was like over 200 times. And I thought, no wonder I'm being triggered, like, through my phone. Yeah. So I decided to turn all of my apps off, um, even my WhatsApp messages. So I will look at it when I want to look at it, rather than when someone wants me. And yeah, it helped yeah. so much. I, I turned off all no, about two years ago, I think it was. I don't have any, no, the only notifications I have on my phone, because I hate being distracted, is, you know, the, the red dot with the number of messages. So yeah. if I use, if I want to have a look at it, and I can see that I can make a choice whether I want to, but if I don't want to look at my phone, it's not like, ding, ding. When I'm around people in a meeting, and their phones are constantly pinging, I'm like you, that would cause me anxiety. Because I'd be thinking, yeah. oh, I've got to check that, I've got to check that, who's doing that, who's doing this, I don't know how people do it. How did you know where to begin with an academy? Or is that just come? Do you know what? I think I've winged my life. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So you've never you've never had like a mentor. So you're quite keen to mentor other people, aren't you? When it comes to that. Yeah, I've had mentors now. I'd say the last two years, but before then, I never had one. I mean, so would you Google stuff, or you literally you would just? Google was my best friend and I would literally study, study, study. So I've read near enough every single business book out there. Yeah. Like the people that I look up to in the industry that already have academies, I'd study what they're doing, not copy, just study. And yeah. just, I just take in everything and I would go on loads of training courses. I'd be addicted to training because I wanted to see how other people taught, what their academies were like, like their different styles. And I'd implement different things into mine. Yeah, just take the best bits that you think are there and then put it into yours. Oh, I love that. I, do you know what? I'm similar. When I was at um, school, I wouldn't say I was like academic. I don't really like studying and I hated it when I was at school. But now something triggered a few years ago and it's like I can't stop reading books and I love going on courses and I love learning new stuff and I love speaking with people like you and learning from stuff like that. So no, that's why I find it super interesting. So how, yeah. how's the academy going? Uh, great. So now we have um, six academies around the UK. So we have trainers and basically then we can reach more people. Whereas before when we were just based in Bedfordshire, people that were obviously right up north or right down south might not want to travel. So now they're dotted around the UK. We're just super busy because we have access to most people. Is that really hard? Because when you're living and breathing and you're so close to your salon although you've got a manager now you like you super trust her because you've worked with her for so long so yeah. you kind of step away from that but when you've so you're having to recruit people around the country but they're having to literally live and breathe and represent you yeah you find that really hard to no not anymore not anymore no because is it that is that to do with the recruitment process or making sure you really get the right people in 
it definitely is to do with the recruitment process. I think whether that's in the salon or that's the trainers. Yeah. Um, the trainers normally own their own businesses anyway. So they have their own salons that they'll do the training out from and stuff okay. like that. So they've got the same mindset as I have, but they want to come on a board with a brand of us because obviously they'll get more training because they'll people will train with us because it's a recognized brand. Yeah. Um, and we've kind of done all the hard work for them when it comes to the accreditation process of the courses, the course manuals and that type of thing. And you know, it's like being in business, it's very lonely. So if trainers can come together and we're all very like-minded, it's just, it's, it's amazing. We work really, really well together. So, so you, the we will get together quite often. We do a lot because we're all dotted around the country. We might do a get together. We haven't obviously recently, um, but we're, we're planning to. But otherwise, we do Zoom calls. We've got a WhatsApp chat that we're always chatting in. Someone's training tomorrow, so everyone's wished their luck in the group to, group tonight. So it's just it's really nice, even though we don't really know each other, as yeah. in the fact we're spending every day with them. Just a cool little community. Yeah. How does it work then with them? Do they get so people sign up and pay how do they get rewarded from the training academy do they just get the so they'll they'll get trainers fees so they'll get okay. trainers fees so we take a cut and they take a cut yeah and we'll we'll promote them and they'll promote us so it's it really just works for both people yeah and is, so is there a limit to how many people you could employ like geographically do, not really. As long as it doesn't clash with another location, then we. Okay, can so that's what it comes down to. You wouldn't want someone on someone else's turf. I'm getting all gangster, but you don't want someone on someone else's turf. Basically. No, exactly right. Yeah. Okay, but other than that, you'd be open to more and more people with their own salons coming to you. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome, isn't it? It is really good. It's really <laughs> that good. Is cool. And as I've seen it grow, and I'm like, wow, like this is crazy, like sometimes I've got in the same day trainers working in like different or in all different locations and like there's X amount of courses going on and like how did I do this it's like I love it and so how many when they're doing a training piece themselves in the do they it's not is it one-on-one -on -one or do they get a group of people a group so it depends on the size of the location some yep. locations can only fit two students some can fit okay. six students wow that's amazing I've even yeah. thought of academies and stuff like that. You're the first person I've spoken to about stuff like that. And then, uh, what? So you you knew as soon as you started the academy, you've got to have a product range, or did you have the academy and then thought really quickly, I need to have a product range? Yeah. So I thought quite quickly about it because I've I always think of ways that I can earn extra money or make it easier for someone else that's coming on board and that type of thing. So obviously, as you know, opening a product range is not cheap and it takes a lot of time and effort to find the right products etc yeah. so we started off with just one product and we had just one product for like a year or two and then went into the second product and then just gradually grow and obviously now we have a full range of products but it took a long time did you, to like professional beauty or something like that to source the products or did you just look online again no i done it all online okay yeah we, when you're living and breathing what you're doing you knew exactly what you wanted yeah, and it took a lot of testing. Like I would be testing product for a year to make sure it's it's the right thing to bring in, bring in. And I wouldn't ever bring in a product that I wouldn't physically use in my own salon or my own clients. Have you got people that really trust you that let you test them on them, or are you testing? Them yeah, it's, you're testing on other people and yourself. Or? Yeah, exactly. So I'd get the girls to use it on me, so then I can see how long it lasts and yeah all, all the different things that we need to look out for and then i would use it on them so i know how it physically feels like to use the product oh, okay that's crazy yeah um, it's quite it's, it's it's not until you start talking about like your life you're like oh my god yeah I've done that. <laughs> really quick it feels like you're just throwing yourself in completely haven't you trying to do and actually nailing it have you was there anything you've tried since you've been doing it and it's flopped or these the product range the academy and the salons you kind of nailed it and you haven't done anything else mm. opening multiple salons was difficult i mean it, it was all right but i had different people managing them and i think there was basically a franchise and i don't think until you have to recruit right in a franchise yeah, if you don't like your name just gets demolished that's why i was interested about the academy because i've heard that a lot about franchises and they've got a 
that literally is your name almost above the door, isn't it? That yeah. And if it's terribly managed, it's just going to reflect badly on you. Oh, that's that's cool. So what else are you doing, or is that it? Are you like writing a book, and you're you're a mum. I'm a mum. I'm a mum. So I've got a little girl, Lola Rose. She's five in a couple of weeks' time. She keeps me busy. So. Oh. Yeah, she keeps me busy, and um, I'm a business mentor as well. So I'm a business mentor to people in the hair and beauty industry. Okay, and how <laughs> how did that come out again? Did Why you, are you laughing? <laughs> it's just like I just throw that bit in. I'm a business mentor as well, as well as everything yeah, else. Yeah, if you're interested, sign up. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's why this podcast is good because I'll be shouting about your academy and everything else. But so then, with the mentor thing, is that when people have been? Um, seeing what you're doing and seeing the success you're having and they're thinking i want to try and repeat what you're doing basically yeah so most of the salon no most of the people that i look after are salon owners so i'd say i look around, i look after about 30 salons at the moment so i will help them with their staffing getting their staffing right getting their you're meant to, right. so although you've got a manager in your salon you're still working closely with her you're doing the training academy and you've just done the product range and the bit you almost forgot is the fact you're mentoring about 30 other businesses. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why when I commented and said, how are you doing Wonder Woman or something like that the other day, that's probably where it came from. With the, um, how involved do you have to be with it? Like how, I say like a lot, that's one of the most irritating things when you listen back on your, when you've got your own podcast. <laughs> when you're um, spending, so how much time do you have to spend with each of them? How much do they demand? It really depends on each individual person. So with most of my, I have different programs. My most popular program is a yearly program and they have, say, four sessions with me a year, but then they get unlimited support. So in that unlimited support, some people I never hear of mm -hmm. and they just like their four sessions and some people I hear of near enough every day. Yes. So it just depends, but it very much works on my terms because it's all WhatsApp messages or voice notes. So again, I will respond to it when I have carved out that time to be able to respond to it. So it's not like I respond that second. I'm very, very good, mind you. They will always say I respond straight away. I'm very efficient, but it's, I still know if I don't, I don't have to reply right then. They know they've got 24 hours to hear from me. Yeah, so, responses sometimes, I'll, I've just picked up your message, I'll get back to you, or your, your response is normally answering exactly what they're asking or a mixture of both i will respond exactly what they what they're asking oh for, okay yeah. wow yeah have you capped it at 30 or that's just where you're up to at the moment well i capped it at 10 and then it grew um <laughs> <laughs> but i i absolutely i absolutely love it i love helping people i love it that i can transform their salon or their lives like a lot of them get stuck in their business so much that i need to try and drag them out and kind of get them to work on their company rather than in their business and it, it i just love it when i start seeing people change and and growing even more than they already are i just love it and do they so that's really common i'd imagine isn't it that people just are literally on the front line doing the work and they're struggling to take a step back and have a look down on it yeah hearing that from you must be massive but do they are they struggling it in the same way that they they've they find it hard to let go of some things and get managers in well, yeah definitely i think because a lot of the time in our industry a lot of them started a salon because they were beauty therapists in the first place or hairdressers in the first place so they've left their job because they think they've got this clientele and they can do it on their own and they're busy but then all of a sudden they get too busy so then they need to employ staff but actually their job role is a hairdresser or a beautician they don't know how to be a ceo so then you've, they've got to try and change their mindset they've got to learn how to be a boss like it's and then running accounts doing payroll all of that kind of stuff and then they've got to try and get the new person busy so then they have to step out to be able to do that so it it's a completely different ball game from going to be a therapist to an actual business owner and a lot of them don't know that until they've had training and i bet it really sounds glamorous that they want to do that have you had to ever have the conversation with them to say i don't think you're going to do this i don't think it's for you you need to stick up being a really good hairdresser or 
Um, there's some people that just don't want to do that side of thing. So I'm like, okay, well, I always recommend them step out and, and be the owner of the salon and do what we, uh, what I would do as a job. Um, but some of them just do not want to do that and that's fine. But then that means they need to recruit someone that will. Yeah. So it's just flipping, f flipping the roles really. Yeah. And, and as part of the mentoring, are you the one taking them through the accounts and balance sheets and all this kind of stuff? Yeah. I can go through all that with them as well. <laughs> Caught it, and then I suppose it's word of mouth as well. So if they if they're getting really good feedback from you, because I know it's quite not quite incestuous, but it's quite a tight community, isn't it, of different salons and people talk and network all the time. Yeah, definitely. And they then say, oh, "I've been I've been getting mentored by." KU. Yeah, I mean, some people are really private about it because a lot of, I think it's, it's changing now over the years, but back then it used to be like, oh, I can't have a mentor. I can't admit I'm ha I have a mentor. Whereas now it's very like every person that's in business should have a mentor. Oh, unbelievable, yeah. So um, a lot of time it is word of mouth or sometimes people are just quiet about it. And they just, a lot, a lot of my work comes from Instagram when it comes to the business mentoring. So who do you look to for mentoring? You said you had one, did you? Or yeah, I cha I changed. So I'll do a program with someone, and then I'll swap to someone else. Okay, so it's more like a, a paid for program rather than someone in your industry that's doing the same thing. You you'd have a look at what you need right now. It, yeah. In the mentor. Yeah, I like swapping and changing. Yeah. Oh man, and then you got a podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> Because you've clearly got all the time in the world to do a podcast. How, when did, why did that start? And when did you start that? Um, podcast come around, it was a year ago in February. So it's been going for a little while now. But we've got like 54 episodes or something. So there's quite, there's quite a lot of content on there. It kind of fell into what I was doing already. So when you've got students coming to you for advice, a lot of that information is now on the podcast. If you've got business owners coming to me for advice, a lot of that information is on the podcast. And I kind of use it as a funnel now. So if I talk about something, because with my uh, mentoring program, we have group coaching as well. So a lot of the times when I talk to my group, when I'm coaching them, it might link to the podcast. But on the podcast, we don't give as, as, as much information away unless they're in the group. Yes. So it all kind of funnels through each other. Um, but I love, I love giving back. For me, my podcast has given back to the industry and helping people. Yeah. And that's what it's doing so far. And that's, what, that's the only reason I do my podcast. You're kind of doing like a diluted version of what you're teaching. So then people are like, wow, this information is great. If only exactly. I had a bit more info and then voila, come and buy me then. Definitely. You do a lot of group mentoring sessions. Because that would so, take time, wouldn't it? Yeah, I have one group, basically. Um, I haven't got any more than that. So I've got my one-to-ones, and then I have my one group. So the group mentoring is for those that maybe aren't ready for a one-to-one -one mentor, maybe haven't got the finances, etc. So they'll join the group. Yeah. Um, so again, they don't get as much as what my one-to-ones would get, but they still get a lot, of, a lot of content. So I'll do monthly group sessions in there. I'll have a guest speaker in there once a month. We'll do the podcast live in there so they can see it first before it goes live on air. Um, and we'll do a hotspot session as well. So once a month, I'll choose someone in the group to join the hotspot and I'll basically have a free 30-minute mentoring session that everyone else can watch. Amazing. Where, where did you learn about doing all this from working with other people that you were working with, seeing what they were doing? Like, oh, that works really well. Yeah, definitely. And I think memberships is the way forward now. And I just thought I would test it and see how it goes. And it's, it's, it's worked really well. So I'm always thinking, oh, my God, am I putting enough content in there? I want them to be happy. I don't want them to cancel their subscription because obviously they can cancel any time. But we're on to our second month with the group coaching and touch wood, no one has so far and they're all happy. So that, that's the main thing. But I think memberships is definitely the way forward in business. You have a Facebook page and community as well that the same people go into. Yeah, so our group is all done through Facebook. Is it? So everything is recorded in there. It's got different sections in there of like, I don't know, if I put free mini videos in there, there'll be a folder of all the free mini videos I've put up. All the coaching calls, you can, put, you can group everything together. It's actually really good, but it's taken quite a lot of learning. And, and so they pay like a monthly membership to be part of that group? Exactly, yeah. How many people have you got in that group? 
um 30 odd okay amazing i i chatted to um one of my old triathlon coaches actually and he he had something similar from triathlon and it initially was spending a lot of time in it but it's grown to such a level now and it's got so many people in it that he doesn't even have to be present all the time to answer the questions because he's created such a strong community that you know if someone news in it and they're asking questions other people that have heard that question answer, uh, asked before they all dive in and start answering questions yeah and Simon the- can set, like kind of check it out and if he's got something else to add he can add it but he's yeah, that's been really powerful but he's he's doing exactly what what you're describing so it seems yeah well how do you how do you plan your days because i don't know i literally (laughs) i'm knackered no so i am very very structured so i will wake up at half five every single morning without fail monday to friday anyway saturdays and sundays out the window um (laughs) (laughs) and i'll make sure i have me time so i'll work out every single morning and i will I don't eat breakfast, so I'll work out every morning, have a shower, make sure I put on my face and my hair and do all of that because that's important to me. And then my little girl will work, wake up and then it's mine and her time. And then I will have a set task to do every single day. And until I've done them, I won't go to bed, basically. But uh, Do you have mine them by time or you just literally have a list that your day flexes? You have, or do you go like right between... 10 and 11 on doing this between 11 and 12 and doing this or you just have a to-do list and i just have a to-do list and try and just smash it out as much as i can at the moment i'm on a school holiday so my little girl's with me everywhere i go so it's really hard so at the moment i'm working in evenings so i'm doing all the podcasts in the evenings and catching up in the evenings but then Today I've been on the go with her, plus doing emails, plus doing taking phone calls and stuff like that. And she's used to it now. She's an angel. But what I like to do is when I do, after I've had a workout and got ready, she's really cool with like chilling in bed with her iPad. So I will do two hours work, get as much done as I physically can. So then I can have the rest of the day off and then work in the evenings. Yeah. So everything, it's all very flexible. And that's what I love about what I do. I can literally do it anywhere in the world. Yeah, it is insane. Does your... You said she's five, didn't you? Yeah, she's just turning five. Does she kind of copy what you do? In yeah. Any way, with podcasts or videos? Because you do a lot of um, lives and videos and stuff on Instagram, don't you? So you're really confident of walking around with a phone and talking to a phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so. Um, did you, so does your... Um, Daughter, start doing that and trying to be honestly. Like- I would tell you a story. It was two weeks, it must have been about two weeks ago. Mummy, my iPad's not working, and I tried to figure it out. And she basically used all of her storage. So I'm oh. thinking, well, how have you used all your storage? I'm going through her photos, which is mainly videos, and she's talking to the camera. and that's all my doll or I'm doing this or my name's mummy or she would just literally like it was amazing and I was going through like oh my god where have you learned this from <laughs> yeah. oh I wonder <laughs> yeah. oh, that's incredible so she probably want to do you're gonna be able to really support her, aren't you my son's the same I'm my ex-wife she's always doing stuff like you've just described so my three-year-old's watching and and literally doing all these funny and he can't even string a sentence together properly. Or he, he wasn't able to a few months ago. And now he's just doing all these videos all the time. My yeah. oldest today, he's doing YouTube videos and Instagram and all this sort of stuff now. So and he's, just so up, yeah, he's come up with a business idea, which is cool. So we're doing that together, which would be ace. And I think you'll end up Aww. doing the same. We're, you know, with the, um, your to-do list, do you do that the night before, ready for the next day? Or do you wake up once you've done your workout and... You just crack on and write down, right, I have to get through this. It's already done. So then say like something comes in tomorrow and I'm like, okay, that can wait till next Tuesday. I'll then put that in my diary ready for next Tuesday. So I'll make sure I definitely hit deadlines in time. Um, do, you have a, do you have a physical diary or do you have a... a no, I work by my phone diary. Okay. That's the only way I can do it. Okay the only way I can do it and that's literally my life if anything happened to my phone diary I would just cry that's cool and you find it really easy just to quit chuck stuff in it yeah I chuck it stuff in it and then I love just deleting it once I've done it <laughs> it's great oh, cool. oh so you, 
do you do that on a on notes or something like that or do you do it on time? no so on the iphone you've got the calendar so yeah. all of mine's calendar so when you open my calendar up it's got dots everywhere from yeah. all, like every single day it's got dots and then i will just have in that like date we'll have all the different to-do jobs that i need to do and then once i've done it i just delete it off and then by you the end of the that day, event out the calendar yeah so you use like events as your to-do list throughout your yeah ah, i like that oh, i love this is why i love talking to people because and then also you can do sharing so with um the people that work with me so for example i haven't got my assistant now but i had my assistant before lockdown and she used to share a calendar with me so when she had done stuff, it used to delete off the calendar. Oh, and I could, I could That helps well. you your sanity, doesn't it? Because you don't have to worry about going, have you done that yet? Have you done that yet? Because if it's still there, yeah. you know, it hasn't been done yet. Exactly. So it's so much better. Right. Okay. That yeah. Crumbs. And then you said about um, still struggling with how you get through everything in a day. Didn't you? <laughs> When you're reading and you're doing your courses, when does that happen? When I'm reading, I have now, res I love reading. So if I go on holiday, which I just booked a holiday today for next week, how bad is that? That's naughty. But I'm going on holiday. I'm going to go to Greece. People, I, I might try and put this one out like, like t tomorrow or something. So it's all relative, but it's the 4th of August. <laughs> because if it was in a couple of weeks it might not make sense so okay and you're going to, just you and your daughter and my partner and his daughter oh nice amazing yeah so that that'd be really good so the four of us how old is his daughter? how old's his daughter 11 oh okay so yeah a little bit older but lola rose looks up to her so it's really cute oh, really that's cool yeah, yeah. Got his own business as well um no he's an electrical engineer so he's up and down the country Okay. So I always say he's got the nice stable job and I've got the risky job. <laughs> yeah. No, it works though, doesn't it? But oh. yeah, I will read when I'm on holiday or what I've resulted to now because I love reading so much is I will just download audio books. So when I'm driving to wherever I'm driving to, I'm always listening to an audio. Like you'll never catch me listening to the radio. Yeah, I'm the same. That's sad, isn't it? No, I, I'm... The reason why... <clears throat> Someone, I've done a couple of podcasts, interviews myself recently because people kept going, how do I get through stuff? And with all the training and things like that that I'm doing and my work that I do, like as in triathlon training, um, I still get through like a book every one or two weeks. It's just as constant. And that's because I'll read physical books like if I go to bed and stuff like that. But when I'm on my bike or when I'm in the car going to work, I'm always, I listen to podcasts as well, but it's either a podcast that's relevant. Mm. Or it'll be an audible book. What are you listening to at the minute? I am listening to... Oh, I can't get off my phone. I'm recording on my phone. Um, <laughs> oh, I really want to tell you as well. That's all right. I'm just nosy. What was... I'm always reading something different. So I'm reading uh, the one I'm listening to, which is Ace, which I'd really recommend. It's currently The Culture Code. It's about high-performing teams and building really successful. Oh, I, well, I read that. That was my last book I read. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. The it's amount really of, and it's the first time, actually, on Audible, you can clip, you know, you can actually clip and record um, Audible or sections of the book as well and actually shared one on LinkedIn because it was, like, really relevant. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Oh, that's funny. That's why I like yeah. reading those sort of books. And that tends to be what I'm listening to. I'm making it about me. But, um Oh, cool. So, uh, how's it um, been for you since the lockdown and stuff? I know that everyone in the beauty industry, because clearly I'm really close to it anyway, but it's been an absolute like, travesty when you see what's been happening and what is allowed to open and you guys. Because I saw on Instagram, again, not doing too much Instagram stalking, but you had your salon properly kitted out for ages. So, How's it going now since you've... Well, we've, we've been ready since about a month after being locked down. Like, we've been ready to open our doors whenever we have the go-ahead. Yeah. So then, obviously, since then, we was only allowed to open part of the business, which was, like, the nails, tanning, and body waxing, so nothing on the face, when that's only about 30% of our business. Right, okay. So at the moment, we're running really low, and we've got still half the team furloughed, half the team are in, 
um, we just we're just cutting it at the moment to be honest because we need the face treatments that's where the money is yeah so then obviously Friday we was all excited thinking Saturday we're gonna be able to do the face treatments and last minute Boris decided to obviously tell us that we can't the next day so we had to cancel on hundreds of appointments and it was just heartbreaking um, so over the weekend I wasn't in a good place I'm not gonna lie I was thinking what is the point of all this from having a successful business for 11 years I mean, stupidly successful. Like, yeah. it was a little gold mine to then be literally like, is there any point in opening the doors again? It's been devastating. I can imagine. Devastating. And the only thing that will keep you going will be that you've got loyal customers and they're all going to want to, as soon as it's open again fully. Yeah, and it, and it will get there again. But I, what I struggled with the most is everyone's like, you can do it, you can build it back up. Like, you won't let this fail and stuff and that's right I will build it back up and I won't let it fail but my point is I don't want to have to build again from the beginning I've done that 11 years ago I don't want to do it again you put it you won't actually I'm not speaking from experience at all but from what you were describing though you're going to have your core clients will come back won't they so you're not going to have yeah to what we're finding is clients are coming back and they're being very loyal but there's a lot of loyal clients that were loyal before that just haven't got the finances now or some people are still a little bit worried yeah some people are a little bit worried some people used to have two or three treatments at a time when they'd come in and now they've cut back to maybe one treatment so there's a lot of cutting back and i think it's going to take a long time to get completely to where we was yeah and how are the um furloughed staff because i know from speaking to a lot of other brands and people who've been day job and things like that that some of the furlough workers genuinely believe that they're going to get made redundant after a certain amount of time. And is your, your intentions, obviously, that's why they're furloughed, I guess, to try and get them back in? Yeah, all, yeah, all mine are coming back. I mean, we had um, someone leave just before lockdown, and then we've had someone handing their notice since they've come off furlough. Oh, so right. we've come back to a smaller team, which normally I would be freaking out about, but during this time now where we're generally more quieter anyway, I'm not too worried. Yeah, so I'm going back to a smaller team. So it's interesting. Why did, why would someone hand their notice in during a, a, like an environment like we're in at the moment? Did they, what was the reason for that? They've just found another job closer to home. Oh, right. Oh, okay. So. Crumbs. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, definitely. So um, where do people, We've told said the names, but where do people find you? On how would they get in touch with you? Um, so on Instagram, we've got just search KG Salon or yeah. KG Professional. So KG Salon, I run KG Professional, my team run. Okay. Um, and then we've got our websites, which are kgsalon.com or kgprofessional.com. So nice and easy. Cool. And obviously, that's the same on Facebook as well. Yeah, no worries. Huh? Chuck that out. Awesome. I'm just conscious that I'm taking up your evening when you probably just want to write a to-do list or something for tomorrow. So <laughs> I'll leave it to it now. But thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. It's been really interesting. I am. Um, I probably will be doing well. I will be because everyone keeps saying that other people are really interested in hearing things about you know starting up a, a business or specific subjects like leadership starting up a brand mentoring you know all these different areas about morning routines and things like that so i need to give it a bit more thought but it'd be cool if you can come back on then i like, just focus on the topic it'll probably be short yeah, like 20 minutes or something like that but um i have taken up loads of your evening so sorry about no that's that. fine honestly that's fine it's been good to be on yeah cool well thank you very much you're welcome. Thank you. Cheers, Katie. All the best. And you. Cheers, bye. Bye.